Wars. Episode 0026. It's our birthday! Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to me. Robot sings in monotone. No birthday for me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 0026 of the Movie Wars podcast. And uh, we don't have quotes because guess what? It's our birthday! Should this even count as like a numerical episode? I asked that earlier. I and, feel like uh, it should be like 0000. You know I'm what? Drew. Audience, just give it whatever number you want and then call it that in your head and then, then it'll be your special episode. Because the number sound? in you is the number in me. That's right. You well, can be true name? to your number. Oh, yes. Got I'm Phil. Hi. Phil. You, don't, you never had a quote anyway, so. And it, yeah, today is my favorite day of the year because I don't have to actually do anything. I was actually hoping you would do the verse and have like a list, like just a list of quotes that you're just reading the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, since I haven't had any yeah. for the last year, <laughs> I'm going to make up for them now. Well, we are a year old and this is crazy. It is our first anniversary. And I tell you what, when we started this podcast, the one thing I, I didn't think was going to happen was that this was going to be an education. I knew we were going to pit the greatest films against each other. I knew that. But being the person that I am, I love to read, research. I want to be on top of my game. I, I think I've averaged probably 15 to 20 hours of research per episode. We've covered 50 movies and I feel like I went to film school. <laughs> what yeah. about you guys? Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I mean, I my personality type loves to, to do deep dives and things that I'm interested in. And usually I end up flogging myself on the back for wasting time. Like when I'm in the middle of things, I'm like, oh, I can't look away, but I need to be productive or whatever. So the thing that this podcast has given me is an excuse to do deep dives, you know, where I'm sitting there watching that fourth bonus feature. Ordinarily, I'd be like, what am I doing like I've got kids it's a waste of time yeah. but when I'm watching I'm like no this is good like it, this there is a, an outlet for this you know or at least that's what I tell myself I, I, I kind of justify it so it's nice to have you know just a an outlet for it all and then yeah. a community here with you guys and, and the, the listenership like to, to do this together it's been awesome yeah I'd say it's just given me an excuse to indulge in films again because I used to love movies when I was younger and then like life happens and you get super busy and like carving out two hours to dedicate to essentially doing nothing is really hard. And so, yeah, this gave me an excuse to do that. And I've also gotten to see a ton of movies that I either haven't seen before, have found some new personal favorites. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like Kyle said, going to film school. It's been an absolute blast. I'm talking in the past tense. No, we're not going anywhere. We're uh, celebrating it what was done so, so far. great. It's been <laughs> a good ride, later. everybody. Yeah, I love what you guys said. And and just to, I'm not going to give the whole origin story, but you know, the background of why this podcast started, I wanted to do a podcast forever. I've been told I have a face for radio, you know, and but I have a, but <laughs> I have a voice. DNA, as it's they would in my, say. It's in my DNA, and I just knew I needed to do it. Coming out of 2020, everyone was so supercharged, like, maybe I could do a political comedy thing where I just roast everybody. There, no red, no blue, just roast everyone. And then I talked to a friend of mine. He's like, you really think people want to talk about politics, even if you're joking? Like, you really, you don't think we have enough of that? And I was like, you're right. Here's and, the thing. People do want to talk about politics. They just don't want to listen to other people talk about politics. That's They correct. want to talk about politics to you only. Yep, that's right. Unless they take a stance the listener agrees with. Yep. Then there's a listenership. If you're going to do the thing where you just go in and make fun of everybody you you actually let, no let's one. let's just go ahead and talk politics for a second guys <laughs> joe biden is the president and donald I mean, trump right? used to be the president he used to be mm -hmm. and before that barack obama was the president yep. before that and before him it was george bush i remember something Total like that insanity. happening insanity and here's a hot take in 2024 either joe biden will get reelected or another president will take okay. i mean yeah all right civics, can you believe that civics class you know what i disagree with you go fuck yourself <laughs> with that you know bullshit what? opinion you're done yeah <laughs> you're this is done. this is why we don't talk politics yes. i have my knife out like this is not yeah. okay. also, the midterms are coming up they, they are they will be here anyway getting back on it sorry we got i didn't no. need to get political tonight. i know i'm just well, i'm gonna tweet know, about now you know guys where later. we stand on things I'm stuff will happen i'm tweeting this out later and, uh, and things have happened and things have happened and we disagree i won't yep. tell you to your face how you offended me but i will tweet it to all 13 That's of my right. twitter followers i've always been obsessed and loved movies but you know this weird thing it's a blind spot you love it so much you never think you could do something and because you're, you're just used to loving it. So it's like, well, podcasts yeah, about you movies. Like protectively enshrine it almost like you can't. Yeah. Like, I just oh, never I thought about that. it. And I was like, I need to come up with a unique concept. And this whole Movie Wars concept had been done, but it was somewhat cheesy or they were literally trying to figure out what the best movie was. I was like, well, I only want to talk about great movies that we love anyway, or at least really good and we can enjoy them as great films. I was like, I don't want to like make that the premise. I want the premise to be they're already great films and we're just going to have fun with them. And that's where the scorecard came from. The first scorecard I sent to you guys 
guys was very serious. It was like an Oscar list. Yes, remember? I remember you that. You guys, like, you're a comedian. Like, do something funny. And I was like, you're right. And so, like, now we only stick to, like, three, the cast, sometimes music, but we have fun with these guys. You cat- call them the bro categories. The bro categories. Well, that's think- why, because my bros were the ones that said, hey, make this funny. Like, we're not doing an Oscar show. Well, I think what happened was we looked at the first work hard and Drew was like, hey, what about this? And it was something totally ridiculous. And I was like, that is what our, that's what we need to do. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane. That. Yeah. Like, everybody will listen to these these crazy hypotheticals if we go that route. And so you pivoted fast. Yeah. And like, for the first episode, and we... And kudos for having an open mind because this was your baby and oh, you're yeah. like, nope, let's And do we that. just, we shit all over your child <laughs> oh just without, no, no hesitance. You know, we just went there. So glad you guys did that because it's it made the it made the end result so much better. It's something that people are obviously are gravitating towards, and we're so thankful for that. Well, you came to me, if I may, just do my little like do it. You know, coming to the table story. You <clears throat> had wanted to do podcasting. I felt like you were dropping hints about podcasting for a long time. You're like, I really want to do a podcast. You know, it's you know, it's and it's not too late to get in the podcast game. I'm, I think I'm going to invest in microphones. You know, I'm like, good, good for you. You should do that, Kyle. And then you were kind of like dropping hints about me being a part of one. And and I was like, okay, like I'm open to it. Like just a generic movie podcast wasn't interesting to me. But then when you pitched the idea of this movie wars concept, that felt fresh to me. That felt like, oh, that's something I haven't heard before because I've I already listened to movie podcasts. Like there's great ones out there, you know, we're not needed. But the movie wars uh, structure was really interesting and fresh. And, and so that kind of like got me excited. And my brain kind of works in like comparing and contrasting and mashing things together mm-hmm. and sort of like- Because we do it together with sports amalgamation. every day. Yeah, we do it all the time. We have these conversations. So (coughs) that got interesting. And then I heard that Mr. Phil was going to be involved in his editing abilities. And that that brought a level of quality to the table that I didn't know was going to exist. So that was when I bought in fully. Yeah. And that's what I love about you guys. It's there's such a standard from right from the get go. I was like, this has to be this has to meet a certain standard every time. And we don't shy away from that standard. I know it sounds like we have a lot of fun and we really do. But there's also in the back of our minds, it's like this has to hit a certain grade. So we we do, you know, Phil and I re-listen to the episode. We make sure that it hits that gradient. And I love that about you too. Yeah, there was uh, just some fun movie works trivia. The first few episodes, I would edit them and send them to Kyle and be like, hey man, listen to this before you post it. And like two seconds later, I'd get an alert that it had posted on <laughs> Apple. And I was like, dude, no, like, I don't know that I did a good job. You need to like- <laughs> I just trust I, you so implicitly. I, I, <laughs> well, I sat so here what for eight hours. You sent it thinking you're signing off. And so he listened to it and signed off on it himself. So then he posted no, it. No, right? he didn't listen to it. He would just post it. I did listen we to would, it. You, we would have to go back and, and I would be like, no, because like I sat here and like dug into every detail of this. I haven't listened to this from top to bottom. I could have mm-hmm. missed something. Mm-hmm. There could be something awful in this. It would have taken. I did listen to it, but you're right. I didn't. I didn't like. I just posted. I didn't tell you anything. I was like, all right, here we go. He oh. was excited. Yeah. I was. It was bait, and it was RoboCop. Also, what was the original name that we had for this podcast? It wasn't Movie Wars. Oh, Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Do we want to? I mean, do we want to <laughs> release it? I mean, that's still that's still Cinnamon. on the table for us. <laughs> Yeah, it's in. Even though I still love that name, it was. It's so the, funny. It basically came down to people want to like do the mind work of trying to figure out how to type in cinnamon, spell it, and then <laughs> is it cinnamon? Is I think it's, it's a strong idea, but not for this podcast. Like Agreed. it's just like if you're just gonna like we're gonna cover average, mediocre movies, not terrible, but not great, and call it cinnamon. That's you know, yeah, we, yeah. that's great. But but we do big hitters. Yeah, we do great movies. That's what we're doing. And also we could play with the the war card idea and the tank and the logo. Like there was a kind of an accessibility, marketability aspect of it. It came together really fast. The logo, even though we've changed our logo and it's gotten much better. I still love our original logo, but it was, we got our logo. It all came together and it was like, then we did our first episode. We actually recorded three episodes before we released anything. But tying the bow on that, you know, one of the coolest things I think was, and not to get too sentimental, but it was a great decision because coming out of COVID and coming out of everything that happened in 2020, I think another reason we landed on it is because I just think people needed to be entertained. And that's the that's the mantra of this podcast. And, and, you know, we've talked about, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We're talking about making different types of content down the road whenever we, you know, can, can make this one profitable. But getting messages from people that needed to laugh, that just wanted, they didn't want to hear political bias. They didn't want to hear about the election. They didn't want to hear about COVID. And I'm not disregarding those things, but there is a space. I am. Yeah. Fuck all of that shit. Oh, I don't yeah, care fuck about all. 
all of it. Put that shit on Reddit. Yeah, but where I just, it belongs. I don't know if you guys agree still, but the the whole preface, like, I just think people want to laugh, and like, if people are obsessed with a certain movie, they just want to think about it and talk about it. Like, there's nothing wrong with just being a neutral, entertaining podcast that takes people's minds off the shit that we've been through yes. for the past couple of years. And I love it because I get messages from people sometimes, like, dude, I laugh so hard at this thing or this thing. And like, sometimes it's friends, but a lot of times it's people I've never met, strangers online. Like, dude, thank you for this. Maybe laugh, and that is so heartwarming to me. <laughs> I get I, emails, dude. Reef Witherspoon changed my life. <laughs> Reef, <laughs> Reef Wizardspoon <laughs> killed me. I actually sent that clip to him today. I was like, dude, you killed me with that. No, but. it's uh, a beautiful that, Christmas reef. Honestly, I think that's what tipped the scales for me to like be in on this. Is I, I had that level of exhaustion to you coming into it of just being so sick of hearing. Like you could not do anything without your hand being forced to be a part of some political situation in some way. Like it was at work, it was at home, it was in family discussions, it was on TV, it was in your like comedians were were jumping on the Ugh. on the politics well, it's, bandwagon. It's in entertainment. It's in movies. It's in shows. Like it's, everything yeah. has an agenda, and you know what? That's fine. Like in some cases, entertainment and art should have a purpose and should have some kind of agenda. Like there should be a reason why you're putting this thing out into the world. But I also thought that you could put something out into the world that didn't have any of those reasons or biases in them. And you know, obviously, we're human beings and we're going to have naturally built-in biases. But the the thing is, we didn't want that to come across on this show. We wanted it to be fun. We wanted it to be about movies, and that is what honestly sold me to be a part of it. Because you know, I I, I think all of us couldn't be more exhausted with the state of the world. And so to be able to get together every couple of weeks and just BS about films, and hopefully like kind of invite the listener in to be a part of the situation and and laugh with us. That that's to me everything. And two, uh, you know, and culturally we're in a place where there are eighty seven streaming platforms. And there's a new show that they're putting out every other day, it feels like. And it's just like kind of <clears throat> impossible to stay up to date with whatever the cultural, you know, water cooler phenomenon thing is. So it's sort of like rewarding to go back to a time, you know, even in the last, as recent as the last 10 years, but as far back as 40 years ago, you know, when a movie kind of dominated yes. the, the summer, oh. you know, it's like, let's just go back to, you know, summer of 1977 or whenever, whenever Jaws came out. And like talk about that moment in U.S. history, you know, and how that changed culture and all those things. So I think that there's a, a craving for that. Like I think people miss when things were simpler and there wasn't so much out there. And now movies like the format in and of itself is kind of fading, you know, and in the binge you know, culture, seeing, you know, shows take up 25 hours of your lives, it's nice to just like watch a movie. It's kind of like reset that format for me, which I really well, appreciate. And to, I was going to piggyback off that real quick because that's honestly, that's a conversation that the three of us have had quite a bit, but it's it's one that I've just had with my wife and a lot of other people. And this is just right in line with what Drew said. There is, we have no central cultural touchstones anymore other mm. than maybe athletics. No one is watching a season finale at the same time anymore. Everything is is a choose your own adventure these days. It's like mm, well we said. can Great point. there are situations where you can get on music streaming and there are artists that have millions of streams that I have never heard of. 10 years ago that wasn't a thing. Right. There are shows that have millions of viewers that we have never heard of and it's it because all the time. People you bring can, up a show I never heard of it. There's so much content and it moves through the social consciousness so quickly that there's nothing that's shared anymore. And there was something magical about a movie like how we talked about Forrest Gump being this bizarrely uniting cultural phenomenon in the 90s that we all remember. And that the, the finales of these shows and like, you know, everybody would kind of rally around a huge artist that they love, like, you know, Nirvana or the Backstreet Boys or something like that. Yeah. Those were like culturally galvanizing presences that we just don't have anymore because I can live in my own world of music. I can live in my own world television shows and movies and Drew can live in his world and Kyle can live in his world and we could live our lives never having watched the same thing anymore at this point and there's something sad about that and so yeah and you know there's a flip side there's a lot of beauty in that there is like yeah. the fact that there's so many opportunities for different artists and, and creators and entertainers to, to find audiences and all those mm -hmm. things but yeah it is sad like that's a really really good point so this all that to say I, I feel like this podcast kind of like helps all of us to harken back to a time when when movies 
movies and uh, just media and culture in general were more of a uniting collective experience versus the individualized thing that it is now. Yeah, isn't it funny? Like in the 90s, everybody had the Jurassic Park book. And then when the movie came out, everybody saw Jurassic Park. And then when the soundtrack came out, everybody went out and bought the Jurassic Park soundtrack. You know, like it was just like kind of spanned, you know, and then everybody, and then the VHS came out and everybody bought the VHS and everybody bought the Genesis, Sega Genesis game. Like it just kind of, movies sort of just like planted itself in media and it span. it was further than just going to the theater. It was the books. It was the, the lunch boxes. It was the, the yes. it took over the multi-channel culture. marketing situation. And I think, I think what's funny, what you, I think what you're speaking to is, is there was a time period where it felt very rewarding to be ritualistic about your movies and your shows. Like you're a big movie theater guy. Like I went and saw the new Batman and I, I was like, when I got there, I couldn't wait to buy the biggest popcorn. I don't even love movie theater popcorn, but I wanted it. Oh, and I love movie theater. Popcorn. I wanted popcorn. Yeah. I wanted the ritual and, and we've even made a ritual around this podcast because we, after this, sometimes Phil will smoke meat or we'll order food and we smoke cigars and we talk about life and we talk about movies. Like we are ritualistic and I think there really is this ritual, like especially now that we're dads, like I love this idea of putting my kids to sleep. You know, they go to bed and popping in my favorite Arnold movie that I've already seen 50 times and it doesn't bother me at all because, you know, we had these Herculean heroes as kids, Sly and Arnold. And I know it's kind of a funny thing that we talk about Arnold all the time, but he obviously made a real impression as a kid. You know, he, he was larger than life and, and having those, like who are those people to kids now? I mean, I think The Rock is probably the only one I can think of, but do kids these days have those, those Herculean heroes? It's like, oh, it's Arnold, you know? Like what is the equivalent to that today? I don't even know. And I think it's gonna, it's going to show itself when, you know, these kids are in their 40s and they're feeling nostalgic about the things of their childhood. They're gonna wanna talk about, you know, hey, did you ever watch that YouTuber <coughs> that like- There will be no, yeah, there will be, well, not no, but there will be far less shared things to look back on. Yeah. It's because be- like media is the ultimate icebreaker, right? Like if you don't know what to talk about with somebody, back in the day, you could talk about a popular movie like, hey, do you see this? Oh yeah, you could like break the ice with a stranger and get to know somebody and it would just kind of relieve an awkward situation. And now it's like, hey, have you have you seen Severance? It's like, well, what is that? No. <laughs> do you have Apple TV Plus? No, I only have Netflix. Oh and yeah. Well, you're not going to see Severance. <laughs> yes, it's all so you know, it's like, You see these memes now, it's like, you know, every 90s kids, uh, the 90s kids starter pack or whatever. And it's like, you know, Pogs and Beanie Babies and they're gel pens. Yeah, we all just things shit. that we all had that was just like, this is what it is. This is life for a kid in the 90s. And it's not going to be that, like, you know, 20 years from now, it's going to be like 2000s kid starter kit. It's going to be like a tablet. Yeah, it's like, going to be a pile of like, what beans. else? Remember when Jenny Snapchat that thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, while we're in rehab. Anyway, I don't know how we got on that. But yeah, I'm glad that this movie podcast can kind of like just really harken back to those nostalgic days. And celebrate. I'm going to do a little Q&A with you guys, but I just want to reflect on the past year about what we've learned, favorite moments, big surprises. And then I'm going to do a little fan Q&A. So we had a bunch of fans and listeners submit questions. Thank you. I'm going to go through a few of those. We got a bunch, so I'm going to try to pick the best that we have time for. And then lastly, I have a little surprise for you too. Oh. That's very much in the spirit of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Buck Fuck talking about all right drew get the ipad sorry we don't we're not really doing that i, I just had didn't to say bring it. the ipad i just had to say get that ipad man i missed the ipad well he'll be back in two weeks we're not going anywhere all right question one <laughs> most interesting thing you learned from this podcast it could be about a certain director about a movie a movie in fact it could be just about movies in general it took peter weller eight hours to put on the fucking robocop <laughs> costume that blew my mind i was like not only that is so excessive that's a whole day like, what are you doing? How did you ever have any time to film anything? Like, when I heard that, I was like, okay, we have stepped into another dimension of commitment from people. It's like, you couldn't find a better way to efficiently put that. You couldn't, like, take something out of that to make it easier. Eight hours every day? Yeah, I can't. Like, we all go to work for that long every day, but for the love of God, dude, putting on a costume and then, after all that shit, having to go film? Blew my mind. And it was Absolutely such, blew my mind. The best part, it was such a practical reason for him to, like, barely do RoboCop 2 and refuse to do another one. Like, it was so proud. I was like, I just don't want to do the suit I again. I wouldn't have done RoboCop If you can find a way for me <laughs> right. to do it and not be in the suit, sure, I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, can we just call it cop and drop the Robo part? That was a moment when I was like, man, I could never be an actor. <laughs> that, that, that is not, I could not sit in a chair for that long and just, I don't, What do you have one, Kyle? I do. You know, I, I'm still, I go back to this a lot, but just, you know, learning about how screenplay adaptation happens. You know, when I read Jaws and, and I started taking the reading element seriously this podcast, like if there's a book, read it because, you know, it's about decision making, you know, Spielberg, the writers, you know, John Melius, all those guys, like they decided to get rid.
rid of the worst parts of that book to make that movie. The first script they had was written by Benchley, who was the author of the book, and it was basically the book, just adapted to the screen, and they did not like the middle act and they hated it and they were like how do we how do we do this and I, I learned that adapting material is just such a, an interesting process it's a series of decisions they have to make and they have to somehow translate it and, and a lot of times it works out in the favor they 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 maybe hack it to death you know like they did the Jaws book but think about the legendary tale that we got you know so I love this idea of, of, of making those decisions in filmmaking I think for me like, like you said Kyle it, it's been an education and you know I come from a music background where before I learned about music, I just would hear someone playing the piano or playing music or whatever. I'm like, how do you know what notes to play? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then you learn like, oh, there's like keys and chords and everything. Every key is the yeah, same. Like, there's a process. Like once you learn the process, there's a formula, so to speak. And it's the same with movies. It's like, how do you even go about making a movie? It's like, well, once you watch 50 of them in a row and learn, you know, watch enough about them to talk about them, you you realize there's like, there's formulas. They're all very similar and they all have structures and there's three acts and there's climaxes. And, you know, so it's, that's been kind of just, it's fun to sort of watch how they're all put together and see like how they're similar and how they're different and appreciate them, you know, the nuances in between. Mm -hmm. And the scale is so crazy. Like we just said Apocalypse Now, like the idea that that was a book that they adapted and they went to an island for 285 days and like you are you are betting on this being successful and you're committed, like you're in it. Yeah. It's crazy to think that movies flop and do poorly, but they had the same level of commitment to making that movie. <laughs> You know, so next question. I love this one. Are there any movies, actors, or directors that you didn't love before that this podcast kind of changed your perspective on or vice versa? Was there something you loved, someone you loved in film that maybe you did some study and you're like, you know, maybe I don't love it as much. Man, I don't. I'll start. Fast yeah, and Furious ahead. was that for me. Really? Yeah. I, I always, like I said on the, that pod, I thought it was the Nickelback of, you know, and, and then I actually there started thinking it is. I was, but then I started, well, Nickelback is so successful. Like they're the richest <laughs> musician. Nickelback, God damn, they got some good songs. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like it, and you know, and and it, it didn't, it didn't have, it didn't have a good, uh, a good prospect of being liked by me because we were putting it up against Point Break, which is, yeah. you know, to me is like religion, you know. But I ended up loving it. Like I had a good time with it. It's a fun film. It's yeah. poppy. I I liked it. I thought I thought they were committed. I thought Vin Diesel, although cheesy, was committed, and Paul Walker was committed. Like it got me kind of interested when I found out that these these extras were all actual racers, and there's this real culture. Like there's no way this is real. And then you study it. And you're like, this is real. Like, this is actually celebrating a culture. It's not just talking about it, it's celebrating it. And, you know, then I talked to Mick Rogers. We interviewed Mick Rogers, the stunt guy, Mel, or, you know, who did design the stunts, and him talking about how they were for the first time able to put, uh, you know, real actors in 80 mile per hour vehicles doing stunts and, you yeah. know, in, in a safe way. It just blew my mind. You know, it's, it was really something. And, and that was the biggest surprise because I kind of went in that, like, oh, did I just pick a matchup that I'm just going to beat the shit out of Fast and Furious because I'm such a point break lifer? But no, it was, it was the real deal. I really enjoyed it. That was my biggest change in mindset. Yeah, that's cool. Well, for me, it was recently with Castaway. Somehow I lived under a rock for 21 years and hadn't seen that movie. And it's it. I've only watched it once, but it might be top 10, mm, top 15 that's huge. for me. Like it's a you get a propose? I really, really, I I might give it like a locket or watch or something. <laughs> oh, a locket. I was always a Tom <clears throat> Hanks fan. And so I feel like I missed like one of his crowning achievements. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was kind of just a cool discovery. Yeah, the rewatch gave me, using my movie Wars Eyes gave me a whole new love for that too. It's so good. It just, it was weird. It was weird how much I ended up loving it again. Well, and that one too, like we, I just talked about formulas. That one to me, it broke so many formulas because like it, the isolation story is, you know, it's a formula in and of itself, but it's so different from most movies that we do. There were probably two that really, for two different reasons, kind of blew my mind. One of them was Silence of the Lambs. I had uh, never seen that. And Man, it's just, it tells you like the baggage that you can carry from childhood, whether you know it or not. But because of my mom's deep disdain for that movie and, and her alleged trauma from it, I just assumed it was like this incredibly terrifying film. It became kind of like encapsulated in this do not watch part of my brain. And so when we decided to cover it for the for the pot, I was like, huh, okay, this will be interesting. Like, I'm, I'm really intrigued to finally, like, have a reason to watch this. And I fucking loved it. Like, I loved that movie. It was, I, I just enjoyed every second. I mean, it's like pretty twisted, but like, man, it was a great movie. 
I was just blown away at like what a what a fantastically excellent piece of filmmaking that was. And the other one, oddly enough, was Gladiator. I'd seen that a bunch of times as a kid, and I talked about this in the podcast. But man, watching it for the podcast and as an adult, it blew my mind on a lot of levels. It came out in an era where there was an expectation that everything was going to be larger than life, and that movie was. And I feel like because it came out when so many of these ultra high budget, super special effects heavy, crazy epic films were coming out, it kind of got lost in that fray of those types of films, but it really truly stands on its own as a great film. Fight me on that. Like it is actually a great film. And I, and I feel like it is head and shoulders above a lot of the stuff that came out in that time period. And I think only watching it 20 something years later, you'd be able to discern that. So Gladiator and Silence of the Lambs were probably the two biggest. I love that because Gladiator did the same for me. It redefined a dusty old genre that was dead. And it, yeah. and it also, at the same time, historical dramas now have to, that's the baseline. Like it has to look and feel at least like Gladiator to be good. Also, like, it just stood up at 20 years later, looked so good. Yeah. Silence like, of Lambs is unbelievably such a visually incredible film. Next question. The biggest surprise about each other as host, as Movie Wars hosts. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not super surprised by this, but you guys are badass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you too, my friend. You know, and I, you, you know, you're both incredibly well-spoken. And Kyle, you do such an amazing job with, you know, the way you prepare and the way that you you're a showrunner, you know, you, you really put this together and anybody out there who has a podcast that needs a producer, he's, he's the man. That's so very kind of you. Thank you. You do a great job. Like, I think you're, this is something you were probably born to do mm. and you finally found your kind of your format. And Phil, <clears throat> I don't know if you're listening for, for those of you who don't know, Phil does all of our editing and I already knew he was a great editor of, uh, you know, some music projects that I've heard him work on, but like the way you chop this up and make it sound like legit and professional, like a real like radio quality program. Like it's it's awesome. Thanks, so you guys, mm-hmm. you're both just haven't let me down. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, thank you. I'll I'll go next. Drew, you're really funny, and like I think it, Phil, don't you think it's funny that every episode or uh, often I've known you since 2006, you always say you're not funny or you're worried that you're not as funny. You're sometimes you are the funniest person He's on the a podcast. Joke sniper. I was I was editing some <laughs> okay. so I was editing social content today, and I had to send you guys the Reese the oh, the Reef Wizard Spoon thing because I literally <laughs> I listened to it over and over again three times. Because I just could not stop laughing. You, you have really the, good. some of the funniest moments on this mm. podcast belong yeah. to you, my friend. It's a joke sniper. It's not. You don't see it coming, yeah. but it hits you in the fucking. <laughs> He's head. not like me. I'm yes. always trying to be funny, and, and I die. fail a lot. You pick your moments. Thank you, thank you. Well, so. I mean, I just I don't look at myself as a funny person. I but when I I think I have a good sense mm. of humor, and so when I'm around, then I, I can you know when it's there. Yeah, I can f- kind of sense when it's there, and I jump in when it, you know accordingly. And my surprise with Phil was, and and I love this you are the most beloved host on the show. I don't know about 90 that. no it, it's confirmed by data. This isn't and, and this is <laughs> no, not No, there's actually This facts. is not anecdotal. Most of the I would say a solid 95% of messages, comments on the shows, if they talk about a host, it's about you. Oh, that's weird. Which is or, funny because and, and this isn't the knock. We I like that you do the least research because we need that guy. Like Drew and I Dude, I am that guy. We dive and I wave in. that flag. We need you because you don't you don't bring a lot of bias in with it. Like I I, I try struggle. not to I struggle with the liferism of mm-hmm. the Keanu and Arnold, but you, you came in one day like, I think Arnold fucking sucks in this. You know, I was just like, <laughs> what? Phil does not give a fuck. <laughs> Phil, and at the time I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. But we need that. And I love that. And I love that the fans love you. I was a guest on another podcast called Recast. Those guys are awesome. Jesse and Wayne. And Jesse told me, he was like, Phil is my guy. Like Phil, <laughs> Phil is my guy. He's hilarious. He's, he's brutal. He's funny. And you were just beloved. And I love that. Oh, the, man, that's that cool. you're that guy. So I also had worked with you on musical projects. I know about your brilliance there, but uh, you make the show sound amazing. And you Thanks, you man. bring this vision to life. You know, it's in my head and you make it sound even better than it, than it could ever be in my head. So thank Dude, you. That's for, awesome, man. Thank you for being delicate and and knowing it, it's my thing and taking <laughs> all, I'm delicate. so delicate. Well, I text him a lot. Like, I hate it too. I was like, sorry to bug you about this yeah. thing again, man, but did you do this thing? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you delete uh, where you say p- five times in a row on on this and I'm like yeah fine I'll delete when I say five times in a row do you ever do one where you just like copy and paste 
just no. to see if he's listening. I will Here for go, this. Man. I will for this oh. episode. No, he finds it. I know. I give him timestamps. He, he gives and me timestamps. He's like, this will make the people that live in Indonesia angry. You know, you know. <laughs> it's like I want my kids to respect me in twenty years. Yeah, like, exactly. Have you not thought about the shrimp rights group? The people protecting yeah, the, the shrimp. shrimp. Exactly. No, I haven't because I don't think about politics while I'm on the show. <laughs> I don't even oh. know who Joe Biden is. What about you, Phil? For what me, surprised you? it's Kyle. You're a really good host. Every week or whatever, however often we do this, I am blown away at your level of preparedness, how just what a quality like guide you are for the entire situation. And the structure that you bring into this is interesting because like as a participant, I am interested to know how you're going to guide this thing. And I'm always, I purposefully don't look at the work hard beforehand because I want to be surprised by mm -hmm. it. Everything you bring to the table is it's always a lot of fun. And then you're also just a good sport. You're open to criticism and feedback, which we give a lot of it. And you know, <laughs> like nobody hears this because it gets edited out. But I mean, sometimes live we're reshuffling the work hard. We're, we're like, hey man, that category is, is basically a repetition of yep. two categories ago. So like you're a good sport about it. You're a pro, man. The thing that blows my mind about Drew every single episode is he brings a perspective that I, I am literally incapable of thinking of on my own. And, and I just love that. I'll, I'll be like set in some way or some like idea about a movie. And then he will not only blow that up, he'll do it in a way that is like irrefutable where I'm like, huh? Okay. <laughs> Definitely the emotional right. connector. Like you like, you bring it home to the emo mm. like that that like when I was ten. Like how did I feel about this when I ten and why did yeah. I ideal like you bring it home? You you bring it an insane yeah. amount of perspective and like reality. You ground a lot of the insanity that I think I bring to the table and that Kyle <laughs> brings to the table. Like and you do it in a way that is just super interesting and makes and really makes you think. Without you, I don't really I don't I don't know that the dynamic would even would have like the glue. I'm Imagining you know just saying? you and me. Thank you. Yeah, Scaring we would just be, people it'd away. Be like, it'd be like fuck boy just hour. Yelling cock jokes over each other. Yeah, we're just sitting standing here saying, like, what if you just a bunch of penises in a blender, man? You know, just, just, and be like, oh my you God. know. So uh, anyway. Well, now I just want to hug. Yeah. Cheers to you guys. It means a lot. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So we got two more interviews for you guys, and we'll get the fan questions. Favorite podcast moments. And and I'll start. I have two, one of my own and Oof. one of you guys. I love it. And I didn't really think much of it till a listener reached out and they were like, wow, like like Drew and Phil like really knew how to sing, sing that Jurassic Park theme. Like they sang it note for note. And I, and, I, and because I know you guys and I know how musical we all are and, and it didn't really hit me at the time, but then I listened back, I'm like, you guys just launched in in the right key, in the right rhythm, and you just, you did it perfectly. You guys just launched into that. And then that turned into an ass whooping of me on my Jaws love. But the other one, and, and I hopefully I'm not taking this from you guys because I know this is a, a one are all of our favorite moments. When I tried to like come in here with 15 taxi driver randos. I didn't think a thing about it because like this is my favorite movie. I'm doing this movie justice. It was you like guys 40 minutes of randos for that. For <laughs> I that got to like the eighth movie. rando and Drew literally, you're, if you're listening, you don't see it. He was slouched in the chair and he looks at me and he does this. He rotates the finger. He was like, wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah, it was and, long. And I was offended. I know I'm a good sport, but at that time I'm like, excuse me, this is yeah. Taxi Driver. <laughs> Have you ever even seen a taxi? <laughs> you were hovering awesome. a little hard for Taxi yeah. Driver. <laughs> Oh, those are my two favorite moments. What about you guys? You got uh, one of one of my favorites is one that happened in the previous. It was when we were recording off site for one of the first times ever. And Kyle kept saying, what was it? The whole thing that he kept saying wrong over and over and over again. I can't remember now. And oh, we I kept I, having to restart. And then I just put oh, it in the, the 80s episode. rando about yeah. Jerry and, Maguire. And the writer of this movie wanted it, the beginning to be like 80 movies. And I was like, no, okay, start again. And he was like, he wanted the beginning to be like the 80s end of a movie. And we're like, that doesn't even fucking make sense. So it was like probably five different tries to get this going. And you hear three of them in the episode because I left them in. And you put the beep put, in like their takes. And tapes. I put like the, uh, the, yeah. the take beep in it. Um, that was a that was hilarious. You were getting so tongue-tied. Well, we were tired, man. Great. We were exhausted during that pod. My yeah. favorite times, there's been a couple of them, is when we go on, we just get like punny as hell. And we just keep riffing on <laughs> each other and going on and on. And there's just been like two or three moments when well, somebody will make a pun 
and then somebody will one up the pun and somebody will like do a more elaborate version of a pun and then somebody will do a callback on that pun and it was just yeah. like going back and forth and it's just it's everything to and me. behind the scenes when it comes to puns it's phil and i versus drew because drew is that is we said this in the last episode i'm not good you, at those at you're all. magnificent at it so i feel like you and i are like all right we got to get this guy like we I'm, gotta- I'm bad i'm i'm a distant third in this <laughs> equation here yeah and it's, I've, it's usually you kyle and i just yeah, kind of i've learned from the best so oh, right. that's <laughs> kind of you there was one other one when uh well, it, maybe this got cut from the episode because i don't i have, i don't listen to the episode <laughs> but when we, <laughs> when we were talking about christina applegate oh and how much Phil is in, in there. love with uh, christina applegate that was great well and that episode well, and the whole episode got commandeered by christina applegate she wasn't even in the movie she had auditioned for the role and didn't get it that yes. was that was the only thing about her i was gonna say we haven't even done a christina applegate yeah, movie. yeah it was very passive me and drew were both like Ugh. great moments there's so many but those are fantastic last Last one, if you had one piece of advice about watching movies, enjoying movies for people who love movies, what would that thing be? Like if you oh, if no. you could tell a person just one little thing they could do to enjoy movies more, what would that be? <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Make a ritual out of it. Put your phone away. We talked about it earlier. We're a distracted society. You know, I, I'm included in that, right? I have a day job. I do this podcast. I have all kinds of artistic endeavors. I am a distracted person. I bounce from thing to thing, but just watch the movie, man. Just watch it. If there's a book, read the book. That's my biggest thing. Like even if you're not a big reader, at least try because when you you start to see those little decisions that they made. You have No Country for Old Men where it was very much almost 80% of the book was the movie. And then you have Jaws where they changed so much it's almost not even the same thing. Like reading the book gives you perspective and it actually to me has made these experiences even more enjoyable knowing what the what the inspiration was for the film. So that's mine. Yeah, that's great. I would say that goes for anything. Like whatever you're doing, do it exclusively and wholeheartedly and be in. But sometimes I found like even eating and drinking distracts me from the thing. Mm-hmm. Not not so much drinking, but like when I'm eating, like if I'm sitting down to a meal, I'm like, where's my fork? Where's my napkin? And I'm like looking at the That's plate yeah. and I'm like missing Where's stuff. my water? Now the thing's Visually, stuck in my throat. It's like, Fuck, I need the salt shaker. You know, like it's eating is tough unless it's just popcorn and you're just popping it. For me, having a companion piece to go with whatever piece of content I'm consuming helps. Like listening to podcasts that go with it or, you know, following it up with some bonus features and learning more. Like that's always, and it just enriches the experience and it, it kind of heightens that commitment but the more you're committed to anything the better it is usually so especially for movies that were made before 1995 because like one of the biggest things we learned I could have added this earlier to my first question but movies don't face a ton of adversity these days like yeah there's little things but they have big budgets you know CGI is a thing now no one's fighting to get that on the budget that is Tim McGovern told me he's like that's now top five it used to be we had to fight to be the 20th line item on the movie budget now it's like it's like third it's like we need millions of dollars for CGI that's just built in actor director CGI you know, but movies before the mid '90s, like they had to sacrifice things, or they had to like go to bat to get to get things approved, or you know, or maybe the best actor gets fired, or just all kinds of things. And, and that's not as common now with major films. Now yeah. indie films might still face it, but going along with what Drew said, the way you find this stuff out is diving. You know, watching one bonus feature. You know, it just adds a. Not only did you enjoy the movie, but then you grow respect for the artist behind it. Mine is going to be more technically based. First, turn off motion blur. <laughs> Auto Motion Plus, whatever the fuck it's called on your television, for the love of God, turn it off. I didn't know and what that was until you told me. when you're done with it, go to your parents' house and turn it off on their television, <laughs> and then go to your neighbor's house and turn it off on their television. Motion Blur and Auto Motion Plus, or whatever it's called, whatever stupid fucking branding they've given it on your television, it is the worst thing that has ever happened in technology. Movies are filmed at a certain frame rate. That means every second, a certain number of frames are passing before your eye that gives the illusion of constant motion. So that look that films have, that look that was intended by the director, whomever it was, a lot of that is dictated by the frame rate of the film. Auto Motion Plus fucks up that frame rate in a way that makes it look so bad. That's not a good feature. Probably if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that. But if for whatever reason you're watching a movie and you're like, hey, it looks like everybody's moving at some inhuman speed or with some smoothness that just can't be find or whatever. It's because your television is doing this thing called frame interpolation. It's where they're taking and blending and fading frames to make it this just goofy soap opera looking bullshit. Turn that shit off. You will get into heaven solely <laughs> on the prospect of turning off motion blur. And then poor old people who don't even know how to turn on a goddamn television, <laughs> much less turn off that <laughs> shitty feature, are stuck watching movies in soap opera mode for the rest of their fucking lives. Turn it off. That was the best Phil answer I could have hoped for. Also, vivid coloring, bullshit. 
Yeah, so yeah. here's another hint about your television. When you get it out of the box, it was calibrated to look really good on a shelf at a store under bright fluorescent light. That is not your house unless you live in a sanitarium or something. I live in an old Dollar General. Dirt, Does that count? Like vivid or whatever color scheme that makes red look like it's going to sear your eyes and make them leak out of your skull. Turn that <laughs> shit off. Yeah, I mean, there's a place for that. Like when I'm watching sports. Yeah, it's called Walmart. I love the vivid, bright colors on the field. I want my greens to be green. I want my I want my yellows to be yellow. But when I'm watching a film, I want to know what the director wanted me to see. That's what's important to me. Yeah, if your TV has a director mode and a lot of the higher-end televisions now have something like that, use it. Like filmmaker mode, cinema yeah. mode, something like that is what it's called. Yeah. This really this really turned a certain way. Shall we fan Q&A? These are kind of random because these are random people that I haven't met except for maybe one. First question from Ryan. I love this and this is a great way to start this. Is there a default bourbon of choice for episode recordings and have y'all had a to re-record any episodes due to said bourbon quote unquote working too well? Those are both really great questions. Yeah, they're yeah, great they questions. I'll love... handle the first one. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to handle the first one. That's oh, fine. you handle the first one. Okay. I was going to say, Ryan, do you eat the same food for every single meal every single day? Like, do you hate <laughs> variety or something? That's no, there's it's not, not a, a bad question. He just said make a ritual out of it. People yeah. eat popcorn every time they watch movies. Do we have a certain kind of bourbon that we drink every time we talk? About no, it? we don't. We um, do try to make it themed. No, now Drew can take over now that I've been an asshole. No, I'm kidding, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, that's a, we're actually, sorry. We love that's you. That's an amazing question. Ryan, thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> no, that's a great Phil question. Phil just being Phil. Yeah, I'm filling you up with my <laughs> hatred. All right. No, we try to mix it up. We Sometimes, more so in the beginning than currently, we've tried to like kind of be, to, to eat and drink things the night we do podcasts that have something to do with the films in which we just consumed. I'm blanking on an example. Oh, for example, when Free we did heart. Field of Dreams versus The Natural, we did, mm. we had beer and we did brats. Yes, and they were the so smoker. good. That they was so great. fun. I felt extremely bloated after that night. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> horrible, but it was wow, worth they it. were good. Which one, what was, were you just going to re- Braveheart uh, and Scotch. Braveheart. Oh yeah, we I brought Scotch, Scotch the night we covered that. Braveheart. So yeah. yeah, we just tried to, we keep it fun. We're doing this, we're, nobody's paying us to do this, at least not yet. The whole point is to hang out and have fun. So we try mm-hmm. to, we, we're, we're playful with it. We try to enjoy ourselves while we're doing it. So I feel like you can answer, the, Kyle, you can answer the, the, have we almost edited? We did have a near catastrophic event and I blame Phil's margaritas. And this is a recipe that I claim when Phil is not around, I made up. It's all <laughs> but, good. You can but, have it. But this is, I call it the St. Kyle when you're not around because it's a St. Germain. <laughs> I like that Kyle. name better. It's a St. Germain margarita, but I hadn't eaten in a while. It was a day when I had worked out, didn't get, didn't have time to eat a good meal. And I came here empty and you made that really strong ass margarita. And we were doing heat versus the, the Departed. And that was one of the first <laughs> episodes that felt really pressure, a lot of pressure, because not only is Heat so beloved, it was one of our first like mega casts. Like it's just one of those beloved action films. And I just felt like I needed to be really on it. We were all three we were tanked. drunk. And we hadn't even drank that much. We all have really high <laughs> well, tolerance. No, here's here's too, the right? thing with that margarita. It's pure alcohol. Yes. Like it is most of the cocktails I make are very spirit forward because that's how I enjoy my cocktails. I don't want to drink a slushy and pretend like I'm having a drink. So most of my drinks are, are pretty are pretty, pretty spirit forward and, and that margarita is no exception. It's a spiritual experience. Yeah. And so it is literally five and a half ounces of pretty much pure alcohol. And it's so... Are it'll you, get you serious? But well, it tastes amazing. And I was drinking <laughs> I it just that not even much. thinking Dude. about the last time I ate. And I said some things in that, pa- that podcast that were factually inaccurate. I pride myself on deep research, being well-spoken. And it just so happened that I, I, was, I was still very early in my social media days. Like when I found out I was going to be running social for this, I was scared. And it was, this was the first video that took off on TikTok for us, but it was, it took off because I said one word wrong. I called a scene improv <laughs> instead of, oh, I, I used the word ad, improv. And no, I knew you it, said, no, you said ad lib instead of improv. Well, it was, was it was it non-rehearsed. It was unrehearsed was what the scene was. I mm. said, I said it was ad lib, which is a huge difference. Yeah. And I know that I'm a movie guy. I know that, but I was out of my mind. And then I post this thing on TikTok and I wake up for the first time ever. I'm like, we have 500,000 or 500,000 views on a TikTok video. That was the first one that ever did that. It was because people were slamming me for saying the wrong word. I didn't even think about Dude. it until I was like, wait, that's not why it blew up though. No. Well, it was a very good video. Then some but, but I think we should mention who commented on it. And that is when the guy Brian that, Koppelman. Yeah, Koppelman who invented billions and writes billions commented. I was like, no, you're wrong. I was like, oh, now you want to yeah, chime he said, in. written. written love, love that you've got not, that much time on your hands, yeah, buddy. I instantly texted Phil. I was like, can you please remove the thing where I say the completely wrong word? I mean, I know the difference, but 
I was out of my mind and we actually did text. I'm like, are we going to be able to do this one? Because we were all- I was I was worried about it. That was one episode we where that I was- That was the only time you came to me. You two, the quality control freaks, came to me and said, is this okay to post? And I was like, I fucking yeah. love it. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was afraid that we were all slurring our words and sounded drunk. But uh, I mean, I there's a lot of editing that goes into excessive amount of editing that goes into all these episodes. And I, I feel like I was able to salvage it and it was fine. But like, yeah, that's the closest we've ever come to having to re-record an episode was the heat departed. We all just got accidentally blitzed. And, you know, what are you yeah. going to do? On Maybe just air quotes, accidentally. On what yeah. felt like the most momentous one that we had done up until that point. So yeah. uh, now I just want to watch heat again. I know. Like, can we do heat God, versus... heat is so good. Heat versus... Let's do your, the reheat. Yeah. Heat versus the St. <laughs> Kyle. But how do you reheat in the microwave or the oven? Or... This is a good question. Someone named Caleb posted, I want to know each of the host's top three movies and sub question, which top three wins out of the three of us. And I'll start because I, I know my top three. Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, and Robocop are my top three movies. And sometimes Robocop and, and Taxi Driver do a little tango when Robocop wakes up in the number one spot. I have six movies. I don't know how to, I don't know how to narrow them down. Just go, just do them. I'm just going to say six movies say and I'm not sure in what order they go. The list in you is the list in me. Actually, you know what? I have, I have a top three and a bottom three. Top three for me, Heat. Oh, this is any, this is any movies. Like just your, your top Oh, I thought that period. we covered. Oh, no, not necessarily what we've covered. Well, I'm just going to do, of the movies we've covered, my top three. I can do that. Because I don't want to talk about movies we haven't covered yet, because I want to save that for when we cover them. Uh, Heat, Jaws, and Moneyball. That's a good list. Those three, I just enjoy the fuck out of those. Yep. And before we did this podcast, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put those as mm. my top three, but man, man, I enjoyed those movies. And then a, a close next three would be Jurassic Park, Castaway, which I hadn't seen yet. Ooh, it's yes. up there. I love 90s stuff. God. And then this was like a dark horse that I did not see coming that kind of ravaged me in a way that I just, I want it to ravage me again and again. True Grit. Really? I really, that really stuck with you. love True Grit. That's cool, man. I that's love cool that you didn't awesome. like it as much. Yeah, but. but I love that you love it. I just love that it, you know, that a Coen Brothers movie blew your mind. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it, it might have been the Spielberg influence, it but been. it was the, the collaboration, I think. Yeah. I love that. That it resonated with you. Um, that's a that's sick, man. And, and one thing I love about that list is those are all movies that, especially the top three, it's like if you could just throw a dart and hit one of those three and put it in, blind choice, you're satisfied with any of them on any given day. Heat, any given day. If you got two and a half hours, put heat in. I love that. I know for me, if, if we're only talking about movies we've covered, Point Break would be that fourth slot. And that was fun for me to learn. <laughs> man, it's hard. I, I suggested before we started, we should have ranked them one mm. to 50. That'd be like, for, or, or at least one to 10. But Oof. there's just, uh, we covered 50 phenomenal <clears throat> movies. Yep. Yes. Or at least very good to phenomenal. Yes. There were a few They're that mostly, were like, mostly you know, good. Commando, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, there those are all, those are candy. The Natural. Oh, the Natural. That movie was silly as hell, but it's it still a lot of people still really, really love that movie. This one's directed direct uh, to Drew. I mean, it was addressed to all of us, but this is going to be a, a Drew question. This person wants to know when will we get? We'll get to that merch. This person wants a mug or a shirt that says "We'll get to that." I want that merch. I want that merch too. I want a mug with all three of our our biggest quotes. I feel like I haven't been saying "We'll get to that much" because we that, got to that it. question makes me want to say it more. First of all, I, that question makes me want to say it more so say that it. I can make merch. I do miss it. I do miss that. Mine but, would be lifer. What would your quote be? Here's the Fuck here's the here's my answer to that question. I totally agree that that merch needs to exist. Uh, when that merch will be accessible for the public. Uh, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. We'll only do a couple more because the surprise is around the corner here. If you could star in any movie, what would it be? So imagine, you know, a movie that you love and if you could just be in it. And I'll start. I, I would want to be in on the set of Goodfellas because Pesci, who's top three actor for me, doing so much improv during the, the scene uh, where he's telling the story, the boom, pow, that scene and Le Leota's dying. That was so much improv. I just, you know, the, all the actors in that scene are reacting to what he's doing. They don't know what he's doing. So those are real natural reactions and there's a lot of Attention. Just to be around that kind of greatness, for that to be one of the greatest scenes in film history, and to see Pesci doing that, like as like just a side actor or maybe being on set, that's a scene. I not even the whole movie. If I could just be in that scene to witness that in person, that would have been life changing. I think I want to be on the boat during the Indianapolis story. Ooh, good one. Like when they're having, they're cutting up and they're comparing scars, just dudes on a ship talking about their wounds and like mm. had a bump about an hour ago, you know, like whatever that song they were and singing. It went straight to my head. 
then? Just drinking, you know, having a good time. And then all of a sudden, dude, cut like just sets in on this like epic story about men getting eaten by a shark. Like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. That just like, I laughed and cried and everything in between in that five minute scene. I just, that would have been cool to be on that boat. I love your example because what that jostled in my mind was there are people that aren't on camera that are in, that are experiencing it in person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people saw Shaw doing that behind the camera and producing and directing and set people, costume people were there for that. And they didn't know at the time that that was going to be one of the craziest, most iconic scenes of all time. But there were people in person for it. Just like Pesci, just like all the No, but I bet about 20 seconds in, they're like, oh shit, this is, this is at the very least the one we're keeping. This is a thing. Like he's feeling it tonight. I love that answer. What do Phil? you think, Phil? I have no answer. For no, that. no motion blur. That movie, the yeah, biopic whatever, of no motion blur. Whatever movie is on your TV with the right settings. No, um. <laughs> I have one for you. I think you would have liked to be a ball player in Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah, you do harken back. Tell me you don't want to. You don't want to be out on that mound when. Oh, when, good when, call. When, go ahead, Thank a couple money that. ball. Yeah, you could be. In my, you go get ahead a couple You'd of. You'd love to be one of those thirties ball players out there. Like, come on, man, come out and play. Yes. Yeah, you're right about that. I would love to be a ball player right now. Yeah. <laughs> you like, your nobody, eyes, movies. I your eyes light up when you talk about it. Like, oh, you, like you, you have a connection to baseball. When I found out, but because Drew and I didn't know, and then you brought it up, I was like, you are like reminiscent dude, about. Yes. I knew you were like into it, and then. Like we started talking about playing the show together, and we obviously did those movies. And I was like, "Oh, he's like a baseball guy." Yeah. So this is the last one. Then we'll get to the surprise. We're, we're crunched for time here on these. We got a lot of great Q and As. It was hard to pick just a few, but I thought this was an interesting one because we talked about it. Any interest in discussing or doing some type of review of current movies? I'll start that. Why not? Yes. Um, it would need to be done in the movie wars way. I don't want to just do straight up movie reviews. There's tons of podcasts that are movie review podcasts, big ones, little ones. Um, I would want to bring real insights, good insights. I don't want to just be like, well, I like this scene and this was pretty cool and this actor. I mean, that's well, all fun and good. We would never do that. But I would want to, you know, do it our way somehow. So yes, but time is not our friend. We're all dads. The, another problem with this is to do current movies, it requires a little bit of hot take reflex. I can't just go to the movies. Like I went to the Batman, you know, recently, and that was moving earth and heaven. Like I had four kids to make sure <laughs> that my wife was good. I remember you did that like on a Saturday it or was something. A and I was like, time. good, dude, you're going to the movies? Yeah, yeah, I know, but I can't do that all the time. Like I can't go to every showing. So it's like, I would have to find a way to like maintain this podcast and do that. So it's definitely in the cards but we need to find for me it's I want to find the right format for us and we'd have to find a way to see current movies as dads what do you guys think well I, I mean so much of what we do is about the the iconic movies so mm-hmm. it's like weird to it almost like to qualify for this podcast that sounds pompous but to qualify for our structure it almost has to live for a decade at least to, yeah. to be good enough to yeah. <laughs> for us to talk about well in all fairness we almost did the new Batman movie versus uh, the the Nolan Batman movie and it, we were going to try to structure it like we you know we go to the theater and we see it on the opening night and then we crank out an episode and try to get it out there while it's still relevant so there is opportunity for that but it would need to be kind of shuffled into our our method essentially is yeah. are we pitting it against something that that has a established track record of being mm-hmm. great we don't do things fast we're not a hot take team here there's plenty no. of hot take podcasts we take our time we will we will be faster to delete an episode if it doesn't meet our standards than rush something out absolutely that's kind of how we so the reflex aspect of that kind of scares me i love having two weeks to go over old movies that have had when i say old you know you know 90s movies some of them are old <laughs> yeah some of them are that have tons of data out there for 60 years old. So, all right. So here's my birthday surprise for you guys. I made a host-based war card. Not a big one. It's just a mini one, but I made a war card reflecting on the past year and the categories, the responses of those are us. Oh, Kyle, man. Drew, and Phil. So that was my little birthday surprise here. I'm Shall stoked. we war? Let's do this. I was yes. like, how, how do we do this the movie wars way? And of course, I'm going to start with a flax category. <laughs> Biggest flex, Kyle trying to use his host powers to deliver 15 taxi driver randos, Phil's ability to to diagnose authentic baseball acting and baseball technique in a film, (laughs) or Drew's ability to diagnose head up the ass syndrome in artsy films. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So many times Drew is just like, I mean, that's got to head up your own ass, right? (laughs) I've said that several times. It's It's so funny you called that out. Biggest flex. All right, who wins this one? Which host? Great. This is great, Kyle. Yeah. very, very good categories. I mean, I think it's a big, it's a, what was it? What was yours again? Mine was the using my my host privilege to try to get away with fifteen <laughs> taxi driver randos. Oh, I think it, that was just your earnest and pa- <laughs> earnestness and passion for that movie. Yeah. I think that was a flex as much as Phil's 
knowledge of baseball and how only Phil can tell you actors how to throw the ball. I actually am going to agree with that. You, oh, man. That's, and that's also when we learned, like, this, we were kind of looking like, this guy knows about baseball. Like, he knows how to play. <laughs> and so that's funny that that was the moment. You were like, the way it was, it was about uh, the, what was the, we did the mirror, what was the Field of Dreams versus what was the other one? The Natural. The Natural. You were like, well, the way he swings it and, you know, look at Redford, look at the way he kind of swings there. I was like, holy shit, like, you know this game. Well, I think I made the comment, like, I really believed him, like, as a baseball player. Like, he just threw the ball like you like and then you went into like a specific mechanics and i was like oh my god i think that, Dude, like- it's so it's funny i mean like i grew up in a place where baseball was it's like it's life i didn't just play baseball as a kid i was like when i was like six seven eight years old i was working with former major league baseball players that were like training you as a child to get into that system and so i mean it was relentless and and growing up in that it like you just it's just kind of normal and I miss it I really do um and so honestly I've had a lot of experiences in the last few years that have kind of brought baseball back into my life like it all kind of culminated at once into being like reminding me how much I love the game and how much I'd like stuffed it down for years because it was wasn't a reality for me so yeah I mean I'm not trying to like toot my own horn but it takes it's a shown a lot of bravado to kind of call people out like that and I, I don't mean to be that way but like it's just something you're trained to see as a kid from the time you're a small child. So for the category, whose horn are you tooting? My own. Your own? All right, yeah. so three to zero. Phil chooses himself. Yeah. I love that. I love the balls on this guy. One I is, mean, it definitely takes a, some dick oh, swinging there to to uh, be like, yeah, this fucking professional actor wasn't good enough. <laughs> It's one to zero. Phil on the Movie Wars won your anniversary scorecard. Next category, whose hatred is stronger? Phil's hatred for Reddit, Drew's hatred for Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> or Kyle's <laughs> hatred of gigantic, worthless ensemble casts such as The Martian. Drew's hatred for Jeff Daniels is far stronger because my Reddit thing is a joke. Like, I don't really mean that. It's, I am just trolling. <laughs> You've like, also cited it as a place where you found, like, you'll say you hate oh, it. Yeah. Like, well, I read on Reddit this but really I'll useful read thing. <laughs> it's, I'm trolling so hard because Reddit can be a constructive place where you find great things. But Drew's <laughs> hatred for Jeff Daniels is one of my favorite things because I understand it. And I don't agree with it, but I get where he's coming from. And it's fine, but it's fucking hilarious. Drew, listen, <laughs> I love Jeff Daniels. And, you know, you, you, your category is centered around The Martian. He was great in The Martian. He's great in He's just newsroom. not He's funny. He's great in every... All, not funny. That's all. I, I love it. I've listened back to our own episodes and, and when Drew says the whole like, he's just not funny thing. I, I die laughing because it's so just good. Just run in your lane, man. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. 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 Who do you go for? I guess I pick me. Yeah. yeah. I'm picking you too. I, it was, it, it's, it's so funny. And when I saw him in the march and I was like, oh yeah, the guy from Dumb and Dumber that Drew doesn't love. <laughs> but he was great when he wasn't trying to be funny. He actually even made me laugh one time when he wasn't trying to be funny. When he was like, like when uh, Don Donald Glover was like, who are you again? And he was like, my name is so, so forth and such and such. I'm the director of NASA. Like he wasn't <laughs> trying to be funny, but it was just funny because it was like, yeah. I'm the fucking director of NASA, you dumbass. That's amazing. And and if you don't know what we're talking about, you probably didn't hear the Dumb and Dumber versus Tommy Boy episode. It was it was the funniest part. Anytime Jeff Daniels came up, Drew was just up in arms. So it was fantastic. Go back and listen if you're curious. It was so good. All right, it is. Uh, so Drew has a point. Phil has a point. Kyle has zero the host, <laughs> but I got a host up here. I can't be fantastic yeah. all the time. Uh, best show quote. Drew's we'll get to that. And I mean, the fact that a fan asked about it being on merch kind of gives it a little bit of a lead. Uh, Kyle coining the fo- the phrase rando because yeah. I kind of just came in here and said, we're going to call these randos. I didn't give a shit. And then <laughs> Phil's fuck Reddit. Oh, we'll get to that. Is it easy? Mm-hmm. Lay up for Castaway. I mean, uh, for Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna start mentioning movie names now. Yeah, early, I went Drew too because early on it was it was I couldn't wait for it. Like I was just kind of like sometimes I'd be like, is Drew gonna say it? Like, yeah, I just uh, wanted. I, wanted I didn't know it was like, like that. I love we'll it. You gotta to bring that. it back more, man. I can't even do the impression. We'll get to that because it's, it's, it's we so would, real. When we were still figuring shit out in the format, you're like, we'll get to that because we would we would like start talking about things that were like three episodes ahead. You know, like we're gonna cover that movie later. We'll get to that. You know, it was actually like a good herding tool yeah. as well. Well, I appreciate that. I actually, so maybe for an isolated catchphrase that that works, but I think for as far as catchphrases go, I, I vote for Kyle here because of you You came up with Rando, which is strong. You came up with bro category, mm-hmm. which I love. Like bro category, let's war. That was your thing. Yeah. Also, you know, I'm a failed comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Which every we episode. Love to, every time you say that, I look at Phil and we exchange a chuckle. And then, uh, what was the last one? Lifer. A lifer. I forgot about lifer. <laughs> Keanu lifer. Lifer is another one. The whole list thing. There's one other one. Oh, just, just the fact that you mentioned Arnold in every episode. Like, <laughs> You have the most like just punching bags. Like you just always come back and make sure you just hit it. <laughs> you do have one. Quantity definitely is is in your favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just vote for Kyle as an entity. I love it. So it is Drew two, Phil one, Kyle zero. Too busy hosting. The strongest love. So we talked about hate. Let's talk about love. What do you? How think? many categories are there? Oh, uh, there's only two more after this, and All we're right. getting th- getting through them pretty just, fast. Uh, <laughs> we're doing the wrap up. We're doing the wrap up. I'm, I'm kidding. I knew this wouldn't take as long as a real scorecard. Um, but it is. But it is. Strongest love. Drew's love for the identifiable hero. That's your thing. You when mm. you watch a movie, you just you want to mm. see that hero. Yeah. I love that about your love. Yes. Phil's love for the Fast and Furious because I think it's easy to know that that is your distinguishable film. You say you don't have a list, but I would be safe to say that like if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, I know what you would eat and what you would watch for sure. <laughs> Yes. You would eat, you would make a brisket and watch Fast and Furious and you would die of whatever awful disease someone gave you. And Kyle's love for aliens and RoboCops. <laughs> Space aliens and machine cops, man. Oh man. I'll go. I vote for Kyle on this yeah. because you are a passionate motherfucker when it comes to your 80s sci-fi and it's, it's really it's stoked. I wouldn't say a passion, but a love in me for a throwback sci-fi. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I was always uh, not always, but I am a Star Wars fan, a Marvel fan, but like the Alien Terminator Predator, RoboCop, like those mm-hmm. things, I, I, they weren't really on my radar mm-hmm. until you know we've kind of walked down this path together, and so that you know it's enriched my life. So and it also accidentally you. got you and I, and we we were alternating Arnold movies together. So we would whenever we have a non pod night hangs, we would like what Arnold movie are we on? You know? Yeah, no, I went I went through his whole catalog. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to you. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. I'm very passionate about that that era. Agreed. You you have a love for that whole situation that surpasses my inexplicable love for the Fast and the Furious. Or my so, love for a, yeah. a defined yeah, you, hero and antagonist. Yeah, yeah. I remember the, the first time I ever said that I thought Arnold was a poor actor. Like, the look of offense, like I had just told you that, like... You killed, you ran yeah, over my daughter. I had just smashed your entire family <laughs> under a semi. Like, With a golf club? Yeah. You might as well ask. Yeah, that I was... was like, uh, was there was alone like, for a minute some shock there. So yeah, Kyle wins this category. <laughs> I'm going for me too because I need a point. I got, I can't come out here without a point. I literally have no I mean, reason. you would have gotten the point anyway. I need the point. I, I need the love here. Um, Alright, it is Kyle 1, Drew 2, Phil 1. We have two more categories. Let's see here. In the spirit of Castaway, which host would you want to be stranded on an island with? And you can vote yourself if you only want to be alone. I kind of have a feeling that might be... <laughs> Oh, it's funny. This is a weird category. This is a really weird category. <laughs> well, I there's a lot of comments. I'll start. I'll set the tone here. You've been my best friend for a long time. But if this is about survival, Phil is going to get me to the finish line. This is not fair, a, it's fair enough. I love hanging out with both of you. We have had so many great hangs in our long friendship. But Phil, if I have any desire to get home, the chances are higher with you. Oh, you, you know how to use a hammer, a drill. <laughs> you know how to do things. You can fix things. I can do none uh, of those oh, things. That makes me feel better because I thought you were talking talking strictly about companionship and I thought you were going to say you like to be alone too much you'd probably kill me so you could be alone on the island <laughs> no but yeah. you want to be with him so he can get you off the island this which is literally, I agree this is strategic no no I, I hate picking at a friendship level I could not pick between I would rather be alone than not have you guys right oh thanks for but that but yeah. at a technical survival level my chances are higher with you although I do think you make a good point you might end up just killing me because I am soft man no. I am so soft you'd be like you no I would tell you to hold things I'd be like alright Hold this antenna up To quote you from a previous episode, you like to be pampered. I like to be pampered. I want a good shower, a good long shower. I need my cologne, my organic cologne that doesn't mess with my allergies. (laughs) You know, I need stuff. I'm just like, take this rusty rock and hit the fucking coconut. I don't even think you would panic. Rusty rock. Yeah. I think Phil, the rock somehow has rust on it. That's the opening a bar on an island called the Rusty Rock. <laughs> I think it's Phil good. swims like up name. on the island and he's not even shocked. He's just like, let's get to work. Let's survive. Let's I mean, do it. And you, you've fairness, already got a fish in your back pocket. That is how I would roll because it's just, to me, it's just the mission. Yep. It's like, let's go. So Phil's my vote. Drew, who are you? Let's just walk this through. If I were by myself, I would die pretty quick, <laughs> but I would enjoy the time by myself. <laughs> I respect that. I wish I could be <laughs> so that way. So on brand. I love it. If I were with Kyle, I'd just, probably die quicker because he's so loud. He would draw whatever just, threat on the island I just, I just quicker. 
<laughs> you'd be walking you'd be like, like, so where's the crab raccoon yeah, around where here? On this fucking island. <laughs> and these things just come running toward Has you. Has anybody seen my Arnold DVDs? <laughs> uh, and, my uh, AirPods uh, won't charge. <laughs> this coconut's not charging my AirPods. It's not even dead yet. There's just sand in your freaking charging port. <laughs> you would you would kill me in 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, Either the, the enemy would get to us or I would just slay you. <laughs> If Phil were there, I'd probably, he'd let me have my space if I needed it, but he'd probably come to me with some good solutions to get off the island and we'd have a better shot. So yeah, I would say either myself or <laughs> Phil, no offense. No, I know, I know. I, I, I am like, what do they say about bears? Like they, like your, your goal is just to be faster than the guy next to you. I <laughs> oh, am that God. guy. Everyone's like, at least I'm faster than that guy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, one thing, you would draw them over to us and then. Once you're eaten, I would get eaten. Yeah, yeah, because I'm so loud. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that bear! That's crazy. I love that. That's a that, that ended up being a funny category. So it we don't want Phil category. because he increases all of our chances of survival, and I lower all of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I would want to be alone on in that situation, but I mean, that's true. That would be so. Scary. This is epic. This could either, if I win this, this ends in a three way tie, which is kind of cool because you know we're bros. <laughs> three way. But it's me one, and you guys have two points each so which host would make uh, this is a fun category i don't know where i was in my headspace when i wrote this which host would make the best character in a rom-com oh true easy yeah yeah what's your reason because he's better looking than all of us that's true it <laughs> <laughs> is true what? you can't see us but we got this is the leper the leper to attractive ratio is not good on this podcast <laughs> I was going to say, Kyle, just because I think you would be a funny best friend. Because I, that's kind of your, you're like my funny best friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of the role you played in my life. Kind of like, uh, like Dave Chappelle to Tom Hanks and you've got mail. He was the great comic relief. Yeah. You got to have like a best friend to the guy or the girl in the rom-com. And I would definitely do that. Love that. Phil. Drew. Cause he'd, yeah. he'd just, he'd, he'd swoon all the <laughs> this puts me in a weird position. I mean, because Drew picked me, I could end this in a tie, or I could do the unselfish thing. And no, and pick you go with what you believe. I don't know though. Got to be honest. Honesty policy. I am just, I'm so funny, you know, and humble and and funny, <laughs> you know, and I actually, because I, I you know, if people don't know my desire, I do want to make movies. I'm, you know, working on screenplays. Those are, that's things I want to do. I could see myself being the funny, like you said, a funny guy in a rom-com. So I am going to go me. I think, I think that's suiting for me. I'm not going to be the, I'm going to be the kind of the counter ugly duckling to the really attractive guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm Matthew McConaughey's friend that makes sandwiches at his favorite deli. And he, <laughs> he takes me on all these wild adventures to strip clubs with him. You know, that's me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable here. I only slice boar's head. Yeah. You know, but I'm going me. Three-way tie, and I love that. Love Usually it. that's a bad thing on a real scorecard. Yeah. We're all in. perfect. To the fans and the listeners, it's uh, one year went by really fast. We did 50 movies together. Uh, and listen, I, I look at the stats every day on this podcast. You know what shocks me? We have like a like average of a 70 to 80% completion rate on this podcast. We do hour and a half, you know, hour and 15, hour and a half. That's really high for any podcast. But the fact that you guys hang out with us that long through our puns and jokes and all the stuff, yeah. um, we are so thrilled. And this is, you know, this is the beginning. You're one under the belt. We just want to thank you guys. We're going to come out with a regular episode next week, but we just wanted to celebrate and uh, love you guys. Thank you so much. I'm Kyle. Yeah, I'm Drew. Love you guys. Thank you so much for for letting me be a part of this. Thank you, listeners, for keeping us doing it. And uh, what a what a thrill and a pleasure it's been. Amen. Yep. I'm Phil. Thanks for inviting me into your living room. Here's to a great 1978. Yep. <laughs> okay. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> thank you for supporting Movie Wars. We have one more small ask. For just $7 a month, that's right, the price of one measly latte a month, you can support us on Patreon. This will get you access to special content, one-off episodes, and even live Q&As with the hosts, myself included. Also, more money helps us make more content, more episodes, drop stuff more frequently, and just get better all around. Not to mention, it'll feed our children. And isn't that what it's all about? The children. I'm gonna drop the link in the episode description. If you're on Apple, on Spotify, you can go to that episode description and find that link to our Patreon. Also, if you are on social media, we are active on all all platforms, but we are especially active on TikTok. Find us at Movie Wars Podcast on TikTok. Thanks again for your support. We love you. Bye.